Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. everybody and welcome to another episode of the Badlands podcast the only podcast out there that is 100% chiselled. Uh, I'm Mags and with me today the accountant of Badlands who I'm going to try and get him to be able to write my wife's new car off as a business expense Paul <laughs> Tolley. How are you today Paul? I'm okay. I'm feeling a bit tired. We've uh, we, we've stayed up late for this one because for for our very special guest today. Definitely, definitely. But this guest is worth it. I spoke to him yesterday in kayfabe terms on Why We Watch. One of the absolute best people in wrestling Twitter. A legend. Very contrarian, but that's that's my dude there, Ray Cash. Hello, Ray. It is an honor to be on with you guys. I'm sorry you had to stay up so late. I appreciate you staying up with me. Uh, and it's about time I'm on the show. Yeah, Glad to a, be on here. It is about time, and it's absolutely not a problem. So, oh, I'd, I'd stay up till 4 o'clock, maybe even <laughs> 5. I wouldn't make you do that, bro. Trust me. I need my sleep. Hey, everyone. David Conrad here, owner of the Gorilla Position Wrestle Store, we're an online store headquartered in San Antonio, Texas, bringing you the best in original wrestling shirts, accessories, collectibles, and more. We're glad to be partnering with Brain Buster Radio, and to thank them, and to thank you, we're offering 10% off all purchases with the coupon code BRAINBUSTA. That's B-R-A-I-N-B-U-S-T-A. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under at GP Wrestle Store. Or check out our website, www.gpwrestlestore.com. Remember, when you want the best wrestling experience, you got to hang out in gorilla position. So, Ray, we've gone through what the, the essence of the show is. What is your wrestler, Mount Rushmore, your four greatest wrestlers to ever set foot in a squared circle? Okay. So I'm going to go with Eugene, I'm going <laughs> to go with Hornswoggle, I'm going to go with Barry Horowitz, and Re- not playing. So um, me and you, Mags, we talked about this a bit yesterday about the reasoning behind your picks. Mm-hmm. So when I think greatest, I, I, I try to put things in categories. So it's not like the four greatest wrestlers in my mind or like the four greatest draw. It's all encompassing a bunch of different things. So... For that, um, I picked Ric Flair. He's the greatest champion in wrestling history. I picked The Rock. He's the greatest draw in wrestling history. 
I picked Shawn Michaels. He's the greatest sports entertainer in wrestling history. And I picked John Cena. He's the best. He's the biggest top guy in wrestling history. Those are my four. All four. And I know Austin. I know Hogan. I know Taker. Like, you know, I even thought about putting a guy like Masawa in there. Like, I know there were some other people. But, like, for the four things that are probably most important to me as a fan, those are my four. They all represent kind of the four pillars of wrestling in their own respective ways. So, Flair, Rock, Shawn Michaels, John Cena. It's happening, Darren. Shawn Michaels is mounting a comeback. <laughs> well, like, like Ray said, we spoke about this yesterday, and uh, I said to him that Shawn... I, I couldn't remember if he had one or two votes, but I know he was... Uh, it was quite low down, but yeah, he's definitely making a comeback. And the thing with making a Mount Rushmore is when you when you're narrowing down to four people, it's so difficult. You, and you've got to go with who made an impression with you, and they they're your favourite wrestlers. In it, it's so subjective. Your favourite wrestlers may not be the next person's favourite wrestler. So yeah, interesting picks there. Yeah. Uh, Flair, Flair for me has to go on there. I would have preferred to put Jericho on, but that's by the bar. You know, I, I will tell you this. Until probably the the Festival of Friendship that year, what he did with Owens and then going and killing it in New Japan, I never thought of him as all like as all time top ten great. He's got up there now. So he was worth the thought. Like, he was always in that second, in that Triple H, Kurt Angle, Mick Foley-esque tier to me. He wasn't in, like, the... When you close your eyes and think of pro wrestling, like, Jericho doesn't pop up immediately to me. He getting up there, bro. And if he can do something with AEW and help them get to where they're trying to get, he might be on the new Mount Rushmore. Well, he, he better do something with AEW after the grief I've took on Twitter today. Uh, slandering their good name, Jesus Christ. I got your back, brother. I got your back. <laughs> oh, triggering people on Twitter is so easy. So easy. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Anyway, let's get into your specific Mount Rushmore. Uh, you you were assigned the task by Conrad last week of of finding your Mount Rushmore of non WWE wrestling promotions. Now that obviously covers any promotion from any time frame. Obviously, when this goes out in kayfabe terms, we'll be. Right on the back of of AEW would have happened basically just this past weekend. So, 
how amazing was it that John Cena turned up in in the uh, Casino Battle Royal? Wow. I'm telling you, Mark Mark Calloway came in as the over driver and, and, and took over and is the new AEW champion. It's amazing. So, Ray, knowing that, that that was your task, what is your first choice of non-WWE promotions on your Matt Rushmore? You know me, brother. I'm a little different. My mama must have dropped me on my head or something. I'm a little different. <laughs> my first choice, I'm going to go with ECW. Mm. May I explain or are we just are we going to keep moving? You you better explain. If you stick an ECW on there, you need to explain. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of the times we give a lot of credit to the person or the thing that perfects something credit to the source material. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the times in music, someone will take a sample and make it huge. Go listen to the song. The sample was from it's just as good, if not better. Mm-hmm. The things that ECW did in their promotion. I know it gets kind of relegated to blood and guts and hardcore and, you, not nudity, but, you know, like, gratuitous sexuality. It gets limited to that. But the three things ECW did more than anything that changed the wrestling world and kind of remade the wrestling world was inf- they put an influx of attitude, they put an influx on real, gritty, realistic storylines, and they put a... Um, and they, they were the first major promotion with television to say... We're not just going to stick to guys we know. We're going to pick nobodies. We're going to go get cruiserweights. We're going to go get Japanese guys. And we're going to give you an opportunity. Go out there and go get over. The world is your oyster. Nobody else did that before. Bischoff is on record of saying, I stole my ideas for the cruiserweights from ECW. You know what I mean? Vince funded them at one point because he liked what they were doing and looked at them as kind of a developmental group. So if there is no ECW... There's no Attitude Era. There's no ECW. There's no Cruiserweight division in WCW. There's no ECW. There's no realistic storylines, which means there's no Austin. There's no Rock. There's no Taker. These things don't happen organically the way they did, and it all started with that itty-bitty promotion out of Paul Heyman's basement. So that's that resonates with me. Absolutely. Solid, solid pick. It's a safe bet that ECW is going to come up in Man and Paul's collaborative uh, Mount Rushmore, mainly because, I it, it might. mainly because it's on <laughs> one of my picks. But before we get to my picks, I believe, Mr. Toller, that it's your yeah. your turn this, to go first this week. Let me okay. get my veto ready. Where is my veto? <laughs> I love the veto rule. I love it. <laughs> You can't, you can't possibly veto this one. Surely you can't veto this one. Just before you start, me and Ray did discuss the show, like we said uh, yesterday, and I have got a feeling I can predict who your picks are going to be, so I don't think I'm going to veto this particular one because I think I know what it is. Okay. Well, I'm probably not going for my obvious one first. Oh, he's switching, man. He's I'm switching. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've gone for for a promotion with uh, 
with a world title with with a lineage of just over well almost a hundred years I think over a hundred mm-hmm. years um the promotion who kind of first made that effort to truly globalize wrestling and kind of unite all of the territories in America um, before kind of Vince came along and forced them all to merge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, a company with a, a litany of awesome champions, one of which has got 11 votes at the top of our Mount Rushmore. Of course, NWA. It's got to be NWA. And just before this podcast, I just went and watched a, a Clash of Champions. I think it's 1989, just to get get in the mood because I, I, NWA is fantastic. Um, it's an iconic title, loads of iconic pay-per-views like Stuckade, Great American Bash, Clash of Champions. You watch those events and the null, the the it just feels raw and it feels real and it just it's good proper old-fashioned wrestling and. Uh, I just think I would love to. I would. I would love to see NWA, NWA like in the Twitter era, because oh my you, goodness, you think oh, you think because <laughs> you think of all of the kind of um, the politics that was surrounding the NWA and the arguments over who should be champion, etc. I just think it would be an absolute bloodbath on Twitter. It'd be entertaining gave, to watch. They gave Ric Flair the strap again. Paul Roma's <laughs> underused. What's wrong with them? <laughs> You know that would happen. Exactly. Hashtag cancel NWA network. <laughs> Could you imagine it? Definitely. I would love it. Um, and and it's great to see it's kind of been revived now. Um, and it's 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 looking strong, and it's got a great champion again in Nick Aldis. So I I've got a lot of time for Nick Aldis. So. Um, you, you do you guys think they're doing the right thing? How they're kind of bringing it along slowly, and they're, they're they don't have a show. They're kind of doing everything on YouTube and their Facebook page. They got that Twitter, not the Twitter show, but their, uh, the, what's it called? The 12 or 20 pounds of gold or whatever? 10 gold, isn't it? 10 pounds of gold. Yeah. yeah. 10 pounds of gold series. And they, they got a couple pay-per-views, but they seem to kind of tie in with other major promotions at one point. Do you think this is the right way? I I think it's working really well for him. Uh, time will tell whether it's it's something that's sustainable. I think maybe eventually they're going to need their own roster and their own kind of like promotion. But as of now, it's keeping the NWA name alive. Like like Paul said, Nick Aldis has been a consummate professional as the champion, going to promotion to promotion, keeping the name going. Paul, I can't veto that. Without the NWA... Yes. Wrestling would not be a thing, so no, you have survived a veto for at least one pick. You're too kind, too kind, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Cash. Yes, choice number two. Do you want my controversial choice or you want my fairly expected choice? Save the controversy for last, I think. Okay. Um, my second choice is I'm going to go with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And um, I don't want people, when they hear this, to think of the recency bias of the past four or five years of how amazing the product has been from an in perspective. I want you to understand that this company was created in 1972. I want you to understand that Antonio Inoki himself created this company. I want you to understand the lineage of the people who have been behind this company that 
the 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 world champions. Hulk Hogan was the first IWGP heavyweight champion. You know, like all the lineage of the people that have done things, and kind of keeping with my theme of of categorically separating these things. If you're going to talk about ECW and the attitude, you have to understand that New Japan has always been kind of the preeminent place for that style of professional wrestling, a stronger, more, pardon me for using a wrestling term, but more snug, realistic style, the puro style, if you will. Um, And we have to remember that Japan, Japanese wrestling in general, is treated as sport. So these guys are over here living this thing as if it's real. So you, we've seen in the past couple years, the toll is taken on Shibata and Hanma and Hiromu right now, who hopefully is able to is ever able to come back. Like it's taking a real toll because they're out here killing themselves for us. So, um, and on top of that, it has spent a significant time being the legitimate number two. We don't acknowledge it as a number two because they weren't didn't have a stronghold in America. They're number two, and they've been number two probably since 2002. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to give them some credit. So I got to go with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. You can't fault it. It's, it's a good choice. And my, my man Paul here has had first-hand experience of uh, New Japan's biggest show uh, after his trip to Wrestle Kingdom uh, earlier this year. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, speaking of Wrestle Kingdom, what do you think about Naito? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm going to mute my mic for 20 minutes. <laughs> We're going to be done in five seconds, I promise. <laughs> in what respect? What, what do I think of Naito? Well, I don't want to take... I, I know we have a format. I don't take it up. But I'm a Naito stan. Naito a fan of stan. Oh, okay. And I hate the way that he's booked in that company. So we'll talk about this after we finish. <laughs> okay, we'll take we'll take it up. Yeah, I'll, I don't want to I don't want to fall out yet. I'll pose you a quick question, Paul. Naito or shorter? It's, I'm all about shorter, Amino. You yes, know, you know I am. You are, yes, you are. You are he's, a shorter stand. <laughs> I am a shorter stand. He's, he's, he's the future of wrestling. He definitely is. I love that kid. Okay. I love that kid. So my first choice for for Paul and my. Uh, collected Mount Rushmore is one we've already mentioned it's ECW founded in 1992 uh, as Eastern Championship Wrestling uh, quickly transitioned into Extreme Championship Wrestling after the franchise threw down Paul's choice of the NWA title and and said that that brand was dead uh, Paul Edmonds seized control in 1995 uh, after buying out from, from Todd Gordon. Talking about talent, it's a who's who of people who have passed through ECW's doors. Guys like Jericho, Benoit, Guerrero, Foley, Funk, Rano, Van Damme, the Dudleys, and even Stone Cold Steve Austin, potentially the biggest star that wrestling's ever had. Like, like Ray mentioned, they were a partner with WWF, uh, especially in talent sharing, and uh, WCW were, were renowned for poaching the, uh, the talent as well. Heavily involved in a lot of WWF angles, even while still being a separate entity. Unfortunately, closed down early 2001. 
Guilty as Charged, which was the last event, was actually the first ever ECW DVD I bought. Um, really? Yeah, I absolutely loved that day. I played it to death. Um, when when W uh, when ECW folded, obviously WWF bought the rats and the uh, and all the properties from it, and it was so revered by the fans that far four or five years after it shut down, WWE brought it back. They brought it back as first off as a, as a one shot with one night stand, but the fans embraced it so much that it was brought back as as a, a third brand. And although it ultimately failed because it was it did end up being a WWF style brand, the love for the promotion was still there. Uh, and as Ray mentioned, they 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 kind of tapped into um, a, a sector of of. of like the fan base that was a, wanted an alternative to the WWF and WCW, um, and they, they were in the forefront of bringing things like rock music and rap music into wrestling. Absolutely uh, influential in bringing a reality-based product, and there's if there's parts of wrestling now that are still influenced by ECW, so. It has to go on the Mount Rushmore of promotions. Unless Paul vetoes it and then it goes by the I'm, wayside. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not vetoing ECW. Like you said, it, it, if you go back now and watch ECW pay-per-views and EC, ECW shows, it, you can just see how influential it was. And and it, and it felt it felt like a, a, a bit of a cultural movement within wrestling mm-hmm. it was a very different product it was a very cool and edgy product and and it's a yeah it's a shame it um it's a shame that it that it uh went out of business yeah it is it, it's one of those things where it's kind of live fast die young kind of thing but for me i'm just glad that it was in the generation that i was able to to like enjoy that so yeah Maybe it's a great thing that it went out of business when it did. Perhaps. I think I think it was. You you ever heard the term "someone had to die so someone could live"? Mm-hmm. Yeah. ECW had to kind of die so that other indies like Ring of Honor and TNA could live because, and I know they're drastically different, but I feel like Ring of Honor is the kind of the kin, the next in kin of ECW, because instead of going absolutely left. They said we're gonna go right, but have the same style wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think my my takeaway with ECW is that it was an amazing product that was a really a sign of the times of wrestling back then. And when it ended, when it did, because that was its natural end, uh, I felt. And uh, yeah, WWE brought back the one night standard, and that was good as like a, a final calling card but the almost sullied the memory of it with the WWECW <laughs> but yeah I absolutely love the love the promotion and I'm so glad that you can access it anytime you want on WWE Network for only nine ninety nine. anyway Ray I'll bring us back I'll bring us back I'll bring us back choice number three choice number three so we're going to get a little controversial Okay. I was trying not to give the run of the mill 
thing that everybody would probably say. So I was trying to think of categories that matter, not just historically, but right now. So my third choice is Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Mm, PWG. The reason that's my choice is if you look at what wrestling has become in a post-WCW world, when WWE is king and they're on their mountain and all the people like me and Mags are just out there trying to kill food to eat dinner that night, right? (laughs) (laughs) I realize Ring of Honor and TNA were the super indies, right? I know that. But PWG kind of revolutionized what being a viable indie in its own right could be. They, um, the style of matches they had, the, the bowler tournament in, as, in its own right, the DVD, the DVD sales, which are legendary because they don't record, they don't have a TV show, um, that Globe Theater down there in LA, which is like, uh, where it is, Rancho Cucamonga or whatever city it's in out there, um, all of that. And most importantly, you look at all the superstars of this generation that went through the Indies. They started in PWG. Yeah. Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Kevin Owens, Sammy Zet. Like, you could go down the list. The Young Bucks, Kevin... Um, not Kenny Omega. Um, um, Ricochet. Ricochet, thank you. Like, all these guys started in that promotion. So I feel like they're the most important independent company ever and they'll never get the credit for it because they're not big. Mm-hmm. They're very happy being who they are. They just started running they just started running um bigger venues because the building was falling apart. They were perfectly happy doing like a thousand a show mm-hmm. and they were cool with that. Um so and and all of it is run by Joey Ryan and his penis. <laughs> what can you do? But yeah, I want to be out of the box, so I'm a rock with PWG. It's not a choice that I expected, and it didn't make my picks or my honourable mentions, but I have no doubt that they have been so influential in the, at least the current product. Like you said, there's, it's it's been a murderous row of, of talent who've, who've passed through uh, PWG and the baller tournament is absolutely legendary. So, yeah, quality, quality choice. If you want to know the, if you want to know the next guy, who's going to be the next dude in pro wrestling, especially in the indies, look at the baller tournament. It never fails, never fails. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting that so it's, it's, you're talking about Bola and PWG and obviously New Japan as well, uh, which has is quite a lot. It's, it's quite heavily tournament based in New Japan, and even uh, NWA had it's kind of annually. Mm-hmm. Why do you think? Why do you think WWE shy away from tournament wrestling? Because it's not story based. Tournaments are inherently sport based. You don't need a reason. You know, and so so WWE is, and this is going to sound really simple, it's complex, but it's simple as hell. WWE is predicated by what makes dollars. So we wonder why there's no King of the Ring pay-per-view. People stop paying attention. They stop buying the card. They stop caring. 
you know, from a monetary perspective of who was the king of the ring. I mean, do you remember King Barrett? Do you remember King Seamus? You know what I mean? Like they stopped. So I think stuff like that makes WWE think that that medium doesn't very much matter. Um, whereas, and, and WWE, which is a sports entertainment company, not a wrestling company, um, they push and and kind of make their name off of some semblance of a story being told. So that's why Triple H can get away with the Cruiserweight Classic or Mae Young Classic in, in, on, in NXT because it's a standalone thing, and it's great wrestling. But, I mean... I, I'm I I bet my whole salary that you guys have watched one of the Cruiserweight Classics or one of the Mayon Classics. I'm sure you have, right? All of them. Um, yeah. If you look at those, none of them have stories. Like the only story, I mean, I, I don't mean like a backstory of a wrestler. I mean like storylines between the guys going on. Mm-hmm. Only one story that, that that was on any of them was between Gargano and Ciampa because they were a tag team and they were they fought each other in the first round. And once that was over, you never heard of it again. So, like, things like that, I don't think Vince is behind because it doesn't push what he thinks is what wrestling should be. That's a good question, though. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Uh, I think you, you, you kind of touched on, on the main reason for me anyways. It's that I see WWE as a money-making machine that just happens to operate in the wrestling world whereas companies like pwg companies like progress and even like wxw with their um, 16 carat tournament they are wrestling companies who like they don't do a weekly show they don't do storylines that carry on from episode to episode to episode so a tournament based system can fit into their schedule a lot better than than it can in a WWE schedule, at least for me, anyway. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see King of the Ring return though. Yeah, I absolutely. I, mean, I get what Ray's saying. I guess people did lose interest in it, but I think part of that was because the King of the Ring was also being played out on Raw and SmackDown rather than yeah. its own pay per view, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I, I'm not against King of the Ring returning, but I I, I am. Personally, I'm getting a bit tired of the only idea of being an old one. Like, let's think of some new stuff. Yeah. Like, every answer can't be, oh, yo, when I, in 1999 you did this, let's bring that back. Like, let's have some better ideas. Let's try to do some new things. There's a place for the King of the Ring. You know what that place is? NXT UK. It'd be perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Or even on 205 Live, that would be an amazing place to have a tournament like that. Well, 205 Live is like 205 Tournament Live because that's all they do is tournaments. I'll I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I think 205 Live is probably the best pure wrestling product that WWE make and it's a crying shame that that those guys do not get the, the recognition that they deserve. Well, to be fair, Ali... said Cedric, Buddy, and before he acted a fool backstage, Leo Rush... Got called up based on what they did on that show. Yep. So somebody's watching. Well, it's Vince or Trips, I suppose. <laughs> that one person. Anyway, back. Oh, Vince doesn't watch the other products, does he? No, but he, he, he asks, <laughs> he says, uh, Trips, send me your best guys. 
and then I'll rename them and they'll sit on their hands in backstage <laughs> forever. And tri- I'll rename them. <laughs> <laughs> the Kabuki Warriors, come on. That's, that is beyond a joke. Beyond a joke. That's Vince yeah. trolling us. That is trolling us with that name. But let's get back to the Mount Rushmore. Paul, your second and final choice on our collective Mount Rushmore. I don't feel like I'm going to surprise you much here, am I? No, I'm going to say it's New Japan. I believe it's New Japan. (laughs) And unlike Ray, I'm all about the recency bias. (laughs) 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 I've only been watching it for three years, but my God, those three years. I've never seen anything like it. And, you know, obviously within within one and a half years of watching it, they convinced me to, to buy a ticket, fly halfway around the world to go watch it. Um, I just, yeah, it's the company that kind of re- made me fall in love with wrestling again and really watch it kind of religiously. Like I watch all New Japan shows. Um, it's the company that has me on the edge of my seat and up on my feet sometimes just with with emotion. It, it just sucks me in. And I, and the roster they've got right now is incredible. Um, just pick two, any two of the guys they've got and give them 30 minutes and you'll have a fantastic match. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's proven by the fact, you know, I don't think many companies could have a Kenny Omega walk out and it not make a blind bit of difference whatsoever. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks who had won like a million different tag titles there. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's not made a difference at all. I mean, I watch shows and can't even remember. I, I'm, I'm not knocking Kenny Omega. I love Kenny Omega. Sure, sure. Uh, but but um, he's just not missed. Um, not at all. So, yeah, New, New Japan is my favorite wrestling product. Um, uh, and hopefully long long may it continue for me i, I we, we're already planning to go back again to maybe maybe catch a g1 final so I, i've got to put it up there myself i'm not gonna veto i knew you were gonna pick it and i knew i wasn't gonna veto it uh i'm as i love new japan again i'm i'm more like you where it's a it's kind of a new thing for me uh but it is what dragged me back into uh watching wrestling um yeah, I I don't really agree that that they've not they've not missed Kenny Omega. Maybe in terms of the product itself, but I think it losing Omega and the books has has kind of stunted their moving to the West. I think it, it revealed that a lot of the Western fans were actually elite fans rather than specifically New Japan fans. Uh, but the, the, for sure, yeah, from a from a business front, yeah. From business, they obviously do miss him, but I, I'm not really seeing it from that perspective because them expanding into the West, I, I'm not bothered. Yeah, um, I, I, I understand that point. Uh, for me, it's consistently the best main roster wrestling in the world. Um, yeah, the the young line system that they have produces talent after talent after talent. You've got guys like Okada, probably the gonna go down as the greatest wrestler to ever step in the ring you've got guys like your boy Nato absolutely adored and yep I can't fault New Japan that has to go on it simply is is a must 
So you've escaped a, a week without a veto again, Paul. That's two weeks in a row now. I know. Shocking. What's going up? Shocking. It, is, it, is it sad? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bit disappointed. Is that sad? Paul may pull Did you a want to see a veto? Yet. Paul may pull a veto yet. You have not heard my final pick. <laughs> well, you Paul. built it up to me, you know. So I'm kind of. I, I don't. I want you guys to be good with what you picked, but I mean, you know, chaos, brother. I think it just it just speaks that me and Paul are, are along the, the same wavelengths a lot. Uh, when we introduced this veto rule, I think we've only used it four times, maybe all all the way through. So, and a, and a, at least a couple of them times were were spiteful ones on purpose. So, <laughs> mine was definitely used through spite. I've only ever used it once. That was through spite. And and. <laughs> I played Paul into to using that one like a fiddle when I picked Joey Styles over Jim Ross and I knew he'd, he'd switch me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I knew he'd do it, so I knew Jim Ross was, was, was a banker, so... I had a, uh, I had a controversial backup for this one as well, so I'm glad, I'm glad you, didn't, uh, you didn't veto this week. <laughs> well, I've, I've got my, obviously, my last pick, and I've got one... Honourable mention. So we'll, I'll decide which one I'm going to go with after we hear Ray's final pick. So I'm in the same boat with you guys. I, I, I've, I've kind of made my fourth pick, but I was, I was between two. The one that I'm not choosing is big controversial, but I was going to choose Stardom. The reason I was going to choose Stardom is because they single-handedly have raised the bar on women's women being athletes in the ring. Mm-hmm. Other companies have done it. Shimmer's been great. TNA slash Impact really did a good job from a mainstream standpoint. And, of course, we know what WWE has done recently. But Stardom's been doing it for decades. So, But I didn't pick them. I didn't want to pick this, this company but when you're when you the only person in history to beat Vince McMahon at his game, you got to pick WCW. I didn't want to do it. I tried so hard to find something different, but like Vince McMahon is the king, and they beat him for like a week, a year and a half. That's unprecedented. Um, and uh, Paul, you picked NWA. The reason I didn't pick NWA was because the lineage of NWA and WCW. They're kind of tied together even though they had their own 20 or 30 years of their own name. Yeah, of course. Um, But yeah, you, you beat Vince at Vince's game, you know, like, and the, not only did they beat Vince at Vince's game, they did the thing Vince did better. Like Vince killed the territories. So Bischoff killed the countries. (laughs) Like he stole the Mexicans and he stole the Japanese and he stole the Brits. You know, like, you know, so the Canadians, you know, um, but yeah. And, and all joking aside, um, I think Nitro was probably the perfect television show because, and you had a lot of filler, a lot. You had like five NWO promos a night. Like it, it was a lot of filler. But what I mean by the perfect TV show is the structure of it was always the same. You had a major starting point of the show the cruiserweights came on at the at the beginning of that first at the second hour like every, it was it was structured perfectly and not very 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 little did you ever watch a full show even when it was 3 hours and felt like you didn't get your money's worth i mean they were selling out 
stadium, not like not like a basketball stadium, like that um, when Goldberg won the title and was ninety eight. That was in that was in the Georgia Dome. That holds like fifty, sixty thousand people, and that was like a regular Monday for them. Yep. So yeah, I mean, I don't really have to go too too in depth about that. We all of us know what WCW meant to wrestling. So again, another quality pick. That was actually one of the two that I have left on my choices. Like you said, they were at, if they were a WCW. WWF wouldn't be around today in in the way that that it is. They were absolutely instrumental in pushing Vince to create the best product that he could. Uh, If it weren't for the likes of WCW, we wouldn't have monthly pay-per-views, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, who knows. Uh, But (laughs) they were also very instrumental in combining wrestling with the mainstream. I mean, they had NBA stars on the show. They had... TV and movie celebrities all wanting to get involved. and Everybody wore NWO shirt. Exactly, exactly. They were absolutely brilliant at reviving the careers of, of WWE wrestlers that people would thought washed up. I mean, who would have thought Hogan would have gone so much longer after, after he left uh, WWE? We had uh, Scott Hall and and who was lounging in the mid-card of WWF, went on to be an absolute superstar, and he's probably revered as one of the greatest that has never been a world champion. Mm-hmm. It just... I mean, they had cars in NASCAR sponsored by, by WCW. The, the That's company, a great point. The company was massive. Yeah, they burnt out, but wow, what an 83 weeks of, of programming they they pushed WWE to the very, very limits, and we, we were the benefactors of that because we got amazing products out of it. So, yeah, WCW was definitely one of my choices. And I'd probably vote WCW. We'd still be watching uh, wrestlers with side jobs. Well, the, yeah, exactly. Bin, bin men and dentists and, and <laughs> tax men. Bull man. Exactly. Don't you Depot Man after yesterday. I opened up to you about the Depot Man. That was my boy. He was my boy at the time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, um, don't, don't you kind of miss those days just a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like, like Ray also mentioned, they, these were doing stadium events, absolute stadium events for a weekly show when WWE were doing... 1,000, 2,000 uh, little arenas. So, yeah, they're so instrumental. Um, obviously, business practices took them down and WWE ended up buying them out. But, yeah, what a great time of wrestling that was. So, for my pick, obviously, I've waxed lyrical about WCW, so they're not getting on it. I'm going to go with a promotion. It's... a um, Relatively new, like new, uh, like well, obviously New Japan's from the the originated in the seventies, but it's 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 come to fruition like later in time. But I'm gonna go. Don't with... say AEW. Don't say AEW. I'm gonna face palm so hard, dog. After the after the grief that I got today, I am not picking AEW. Believe that. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Okay. The company I have gone with started in. 2002. It was actually started because of ECW going out of business. Uh, a guy called Rob Feinstein owned RF Video, and their biggest 
company that they dealt with was ECW. And because of that loss of business, he, he needed to make money. And he thought, what better way than start my own wrestling company? And he did just that. The guy started Ring of Honor. Obviously, he left the company under very, very dubious circumstances. But you cannot deny that some of the greatest wrestlers of our generation have come through Ring of Honor. Some of the biggest stars in WWE today have come through Ring of Honor. Guys like AJ Styles, Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, the Undisputed Era... And then they've got guys who are homegrown like Jay Lethal, the Briscoes, and even people like Flip Gordon. They're such a big entity that they even partner with, with Paul's Choice, New Japan, to put on some of some amazing shows, including the G1 Supercard, which made history by selling out the mecca of WWE productions, Madison Square Gardens, and as we all know, Ring of Honor were heavily involved in producing what's gone down as a historic event in All In, which is not heavily not heavily involved. They produced the show. That was a Ring of Honor show. Yeah, they, and, for the record, for the record. So yeah, for me, Ring of Honor deserve a place on our Mount Rushmore of non WWE wrestling promotions. All right, I'm on the fence for this one. Come on, Paul, throw it at me. Can, 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 I ask, can I ask for Ray's advice? Do you want me to turn away? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just a private conversation between me and Bob real quick. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, sir. Uh, I feel like Ring of Honor is worthy, and it's probably more worthy than my choice. But I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling like we should, uh, we should be loyal to the UK. And oh. I, I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about vetoing and putting progress in. You're there. asking an American to be loyal to the UK, and I'm from I, the actual UK. <laughs> I get where he's coming from. I do, but the question I would ask you, Paul, is this: Which company has been more important to the history of the business, Pro- progress or progress, or Ring of Honor? Because progress is awesome. I've watched their stuff. It's amazing. But is what they've done and are doing more important than what Ring of Honor has done and are doing? In the UK, yes. Okay. Globally, obviously not. Okay. And I guess this is a global show. You have the right to veto if you wish, Paul. I will not hold a grudge. Yeah, I'm going to register that progress almost got on there, but I'm I'm not going to veto. You have Ring of Honor. I think (laughs) progress has done so much for the UK scene. Sure. Um, and kind of the guys who've come through progress and made a name for themselves. Yeah, you know, Pete, you know, we're talking Pete Dunne, Zack Sabre Jr., Will Ospreay, uh, Marty Skill. They've all been through the ranks in progress mm-hmm. and making huge names for themselves on the global scene now, either with WWE or New Japan. And, uh, and I, I think similar to ECW, not quite on the same level, but it, progress is a little bit of a cultural movement here in. Here in the UK, you know, the shows have a unique vibe to them. They they feel like they do feel. It, it, I know it's cliche; it's on their t-shirts and so on. But it feels like a, a punk rock show, punk rock wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's exci- and it's exciting um, British wrestling again. I think because of progress and because of ICW. So a very very close veto, but you're right. Globally, I think Ring of Honor has been more important. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Can I ask a question? Yes. From a, from an ignorant Yank speaking to a Brit. Why is the damn ring so small in progress? <laughs> I think all our rings are small over here. Yeah, they're dead to me. ICW rings aren't that small. WXW rings aren't that small. I don't. Well, maybe WXW's rings aren't that small. No, they, they, they're Germans. That, that's, that, that's a touchy subject over here at the moment. <laughs> You're right. I apologize. <laughs> the World of Sport ring was a big ring for like all five weeks. It, it was. Yeah. Uh, I think like a, a lot of uh, UK promotions, especially the smaller ones, do tend to have small rings. I know uh, Defiance is a pretty small ring uh but yeah i don't i don't know why why it is i think it just maybe it's may- a product of being a small arena yeah, um yeah. obviously uh, progress progress is home to camden electric ballroom which is a, a tiny building so perhaps it is just yeah. a product of that but i don't know for sure i mean it could i suppose it helps with the action really because you can you, if you you're more closed in you you've got to wrestle smarter i suppose Sure, but man, like you got guys like Walter out there who's six eight three fifty. <laughs> he could barely move in that thing, man. <laughs> That's, it's like a single bed to Walter. Pretty much, yeah. It's a twin size bed. And for the record, I think if you would have ever progress because of your reasoning, it would have been a fine choice. Yeah. So, yeah, don't don't feel bad about that choice. I would not have had an issue with you vetoing that choice. Like I said, progress is it's at the the very top echelon of the British wrestling movement, so much that they're in partnership with the biggest company in the world. Uh, and like we mentioned with uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, their tournament, uh, the Super Strong Style 16, is a tournament that everybody in wrestling wants to be a part of and everybody in wrestling wants to be able to see. So, yeah, Progress would have been a very fine choice to be a veto, but... You chose not to veto, Paul. I did. I mean, maybe it would have been breaking the rules anyway, because it is, it is a WWE's baby now, isn't it? Yeah, but we would have had that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is Conrad Cushman from the Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast. And right now, you're listening to Badlands Wrestling Mount Rushmore on Brain Buster Radio. So... Ray, after those wacky and amazing choices, we need something from you. We need you to pick the topic for next week's guest. Paul is going to give you a choice and a bit of an explanation why. I will do the same and you pick which you find the most interesting. Paul, would you like to do the honours? Yeah, well, I I usually go for something that's kind of relevant to recent events um but i'm not here i've just i'm looking down my list of 
um, nominations on our Mount Rushmore, and we've sadly only got one woman. We've only got Mae Young. So I suggest we go for the Mount Rushmore of women's wrestlers. Well, what a fascinating backstory to that choice you gave there, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Straight from the heart, brother. Straight from the heart. When I come up with a choice, I come up with a convoluted backstory. So here goes. I can never work out the dates where where this is going on here. I struggle with it. I really do struggle with it. They'll be like, seeing as it's Christmas this week. (laughs) Seeing as this show drops on May the 30th, (laughs) May the 30th is quite an interesting day in the history of wrestling. It's the birthday of one Jake the Snake Roberts. And it's also the day that the last ever episode of Sunday Night Heat aired in 2008. But May the 30th, 1998, was the debut of a little tag team called the Midnight Rockers. Now, Ray and I spoke a little bit about tag teams on why we watch so it kind of I'd already planned this but it kind of plays into it we spoke about how there's always a breakout star in a tag team we spoke about how um, Robert Gibson was like come on mate I want half of your checks Ricky Morton because I'm doing all the work here so- 40 years you've been getting beat down and I'm still saving you give me some money or a title <laughs> so hold on hold on have you been buttering up the the electorate? No, yes, no, no. Yes. That that topic was not even a, was not even brought up by me. <laughs> tag team Brexit is tag team Brexit. That's how I'm saying. <laughs> so when we get to tag teams and tag teams tend to split, there's usually one person who rises to the top and then one that sinks into mediocrity. We've had Shawn Michaels and Marta Ginetti a clear proof of that. So I put it to you, Ray, that next topic should be the Mount Rushmore of breakout stars from tag teams. Paul, you can't compete with that, bro. Like, he gave me a whole story, bro. <laughs> There's a bit of a better reason. I need to work on that. Don't I? <laughs> so, so, so let me say this. I think the more important topic is my Rushmore women, and I hope the person after me chooses that. But bro, I, you you I mean you gave me the story like I I was on like the edge of my seat <laughs> like popcorn, oh yeah hey I, I'm never putting it up again that, that that's it I it's, it's women <laughs> now lost it now forever oh no. <laughs> Oh no! So, what, so the, I guess what what I have to do now is have you guys come on my show, and we'll have to do it on <laughs> my show to get it done. That's um, a big deal. Okay. Uh, That's yeah, man. More like punishment. I mean, the Mount Rushmore of women is is our Mount Rushmores are going to be absolutely different. But I think it's not as interesting as the top breakout stars of tag teams. That's a really interesting topic. It's a good one. Yeah. And it's also five to three now. Five to three. Oh, I I know y'all were keeping score. My bad. Yeah. I pulled away at the beginning, but Paul crept back up. But now your man's pulling away again. I think I'm I'm walking away with this this season one, Paul. (laughs) 
It's still called dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> Hey everybody, Big Paul's on a Pup JPQ from No Particular Angle. You're listening to Badlands on Brain Buster Radio. Ray, thank you. You have been absolutely an amazing guest. This has been hilarious. Where can people find your mad ramblings, your tweets, everything, all that good stuff? Where can they find it? At DEJ Kirkby and Paul Five Paul T Five Nerds Go. Well, that that is definitely some mad ramblings, especially on that that DEJ Kirby <laughs> one. He's a crazy <laughs> bastard. No, you you guys can find me at it's Ray Cash. That's R E Y as in Mysterio, C A S H as in Dollars, and of course, um, if I may plug my little show. Have a show oh, called The Outsider's no. Edge. Cut. Oh, cut. No, ah. yeah. Of course you can plug your show. That's the old point. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. Just, just follow those guys. <laughs> <laughs> plug your show. Let these people okay, okay. know where they can listen to your ramblings. You might not want to. I'm a little crazy. Um, <laughs> but we're, we're, um, the show's called the, the Outsider's Edge, so it's at Outsider's Edge SS. We're on the Chairshot Radio Network at thechairshot.com. And like like I did on Why We Watch, I'm nothing without my co-hosts and my brothers, so I want to show some love to Carl at Outsider Curvin and Kyle at Dr. S'mores. So, yeah. Brilliant. Great show. Check it out. It's, I loved it. I've listened to uh, today's episode Three hours, I got that down in just over, just under one, I think. 59 minutes, something like that, I got that show done in. I don't know how that is humanly possible. <laughs> it took a while to get to that 3x uh, <laughs> that speed. I had to build it up in like, stages 0.5 every time. But, yeah, great show. Absolutely love it. Um, thank you, thank you. Like like I said on While We Watch, I, I love the the passion that you guys show you you at each other's throat sometimes and you're, you're just a hundred percent behind each other at other times but you're all are passionate about wrestling and it's it's so good to hear i'm very honored to to hear that thank you so much for saying that and as you esteemed gentlemen i would love to give you guys some credit and some love the idea of this show is one of the dopest ideas I've ever heard for a show. Oh, thank I you think so thank it you. is so clever. It's so cool. The format is wonderful. You don't have to be on a pod for three hours like we were last <laughs> night. <laughs> I love it. And you guys are absolutely the two guys to host it and to bring it to fruition. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. Oh, thank you, Ray. Yeah, absolutely not a problem. Um, like when when we were coming up with the idea of it, I would have had no other partner than than Paulie. I've told him this many many times. If Paul weren't involved in this show, it wouldn't be a show. He's absolutely the perfect foil for my craziness. So yeah, so it's it's the formula is so simple though, but it's almost never ending the amount of topics you can you can pick. You can literally just put a tiny little twist on on a subject and it's a whole nother discussion and that's the beauty of, of the show for me you you see there paul he just put you over something new japan doesn't do for naito <laughs> <laughs> 
Eight year redemption. Eight year redemption. Oh, oh, okay. So, so the so the joke is that um, that Naito is gonna beat finally beat Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in 2026, and all the New Japan fans are gonna say, "See, it was an eight year redemption storyline." It, it's, it's I just had those. I just had those shade. I'm sorry. I'm just joking. Long term booking. <laughs> Definitely long term booking. Decade long booking. <laughs> I, be, I, I can see Gator right now in the lab. All right, so Nigel's going to be world champion in 2029. And, <laughs> and he's going to drop the belt to Kawato. <laughs> What's he going to do in the meantime? Okada, 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 Okada. I, I can see a feud with Nato and the great Okan one day. I really can. <laughs> Oh, that century was never... I, even I didn't agree with what I just said then. <laughs> Paul, before we get any further, give us the go-home. Let us get out of here. Yes, OK. Get on Twitter and um, and uh, share with us your uh, Mount Rushmore's of... Uh, well, share us with your Mount Rushmore's wherever you want. Greatest wrestler. <laughs> greatest women's wrestlers, if you feel as aggrieved as I do. Um <laughs> greatest promotion never gonna do that Matt no we're never gonna do it ever so you might as well put them up <laughs> <laughs> you can find us at badlands pod at brainbuster radio at paul t5 nerds go and at dej kirkby follow follow dej kirkby in particular because he's he's on one at the moment <laughs> but you don't pay 50 dollars for nothing <laughs> i'm paying my 15 pounds i am paying my 15 pounds <laughs> yeah, so uh, come and join us, get involved because uh, frankly your opinion just don't cut it until you're willing to set it in stone Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.